0: Primary problem of checkout is an identity problem. It's not a payments problem. Pay- payments is is essentially a solved problem in that merchants can make payment. You know, can accept payments from consumers. Right? That's not an issue. The big issue is that they don't know who you are. Biggest you know, unlock to, to creating value that you can have is to create a, a cross merchant identity network. Right? Which means that yes, you never have to enter that information again. Right? Once once only, and then every site can access that. We have marketing teams right now just realizing that now they can actually put these buttons, it, you know, turn every marketing channel into a transactable channel. And that's I think that's going to be extremely disruptive.
1: So on today's episode, we're going to talk about why identity is the future of the online checkout. It's a great episode you don't want to miss, so do stay tuned.
2: On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies. Employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be. Use and Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and, and innovation, innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability. that was a real that was a real problem. Hear first hand stories from founders of innovative direct to consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about like I want to just build a freaking successful business. We focus on driving as much traffic as possible converting that traffic uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic these insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand this is the 2x e-commerce podcast hosted by kumlai campbell
1: All right, so warm welcome to today's episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell. Now on the, well, the interview we're about to listen to is an interview I had with the founder and CEO of Fast Checkout, whose name is Dom Holland. Um, Why should you want to listen to this episode? Well, he talks about why the web is fast transitioning from checkout form as a service to more an identity system. So, if you don't know Fast Checkout, um, they are, I'd say, an out of the Shopify ecosystem checkout. You know, um, solution for all other platforms <laughs> outside of Shopify. So, so we really, you know, delve into the beginnings of, um, you know, Fast Checkout as well as just the net benefits of having a faster checkout, regardless of you know what platform you're um, you're on um we talk a bit about headless commerce um and we we just get in he is such an open individual um and there's just so much to 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 learn you know from him they use a two factor authentication system for you know at their checkout that, that is fast um it's very similar to what stripe and shopify pay have which is um a a um no, actually, they use email rather than um, so they use email authentication rather than mobile authentication, which I found very interesting. And we had a you know conversation around that. Um, the an authentication code is sent to the email. They recognize an email immediately at checkout, and then an authentication um, it, you know um, code is sent to the email um, linked to a fast account, and then they, um, they, they, you obviously can complete, um, checkouts. He also talked about like profiling, um, the fact that the, their checkout is a, is an intelligent checkout in the sense that like, if it has seen me, you know, purchase, you know, golf balls and, you know, um, you know, um, or or golf equipment, it, it, it then sort of enriches my profile, that email, um, with that golf preference, which I found very interesting, which could be used in further, you know, um, use cases. Anyway, um, if you're looking to just brush yourself up with, um, you know, online checkout CRO, um, and you, you know, want to know a bit about payments because he had a few things to say about Apple pay and Google pay, as well as, um, PayPal, which he referred to as payment tokens. Um, you know, listen to, to this episode. He's, he's a great chap, likable, he's an Australian and, you know, he's, he's full of life and, um, has some really interesting stories, you know, so, so tune in. Um, if you haven't already, if you're watching this on, um, you know, YouTube, you know, Give us a like um, and subscribe to the channel. Um, we're, we're we're growing slowly, but we're we're getting there. Um, if you're on iTunes, remember to leave us a, a review, an honest review, whatever country you're at, and um, just um, where whatever podcasting you know um application you use or app you use, just hit that subscribe button as it pushes the top pushes us up here. And you it's just a, a vote of support from from you, our listeners. Without further ado. Listen on to Dom Holland from Fast Checkouts. Enjoy. The 2X e commerce podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e commerce brands like Brooklyn, Non, and Choppies build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit Clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That dot K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Shipbob is the global fulfillment leader for e commerce brands like, like you. you. They've actually just launched their first UK fulfillment center, which is quite close to me here in London. London. This gives Shipbob's clients access to e commerce markets in the US, US Canada, Canada, and now Europe. Europe. Shipbob offers direct integration to merchants running on Shopify, Wix, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. This quote from their site from Courtney Lee, the founder of Primo Coffee, really stood out for me. She said, I felt like I couldn't grow until I moved to ShipBob. And my CPA accountant even said to me, thank God you switched to ShipBob. I mean, who gets compliments from their accountant? Fulfillment is incredibly time intensive, so hand it over to the best of the best for fast and affordable shipping. To get $500 in free shipping credits today, head over to shipbob.com forward slash 2x. That is S H I P B O B.com forward slash 2x. Right, so Dom Holland is the co-founder and CEO of Fast, the world's fastest online login and checkout platform. He's an entrepreneur and self-taught engineer. Dom has founded and skilled companies in the logistics, transportation and technology sectors. He previously founded and served as CEO at TOW Toe an on-demand vehicle towing platform in Australia that processed more than fifty million dollars worth of transactions during his tenure there, Dom was awarded the top spot on the Deloitte Tech Fast 50 and recognized as Brisbane's young entrepreneur of the year Don has worked across Australia, the US and um, he's worked on multiple multinational Tech, t- telecommunication and technology companies, including Dell. Um, his deep forecast. Um, I, shall I just say he's charismatic? I feel like I've met him before from all those ads that um, that come up on my Facebook and YouTube. Um, it's an absolute pleasure having you, Dom. Um, I, I I feel starstruck.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, you're making me blush, but it's a real pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, fantastic, fantastic. Okay, let's get into a little bit of a backstory of, of fast. Um, I, I understand mm-hmm. you lived in Australia, you, you, you ran, um, toll, um, which is like a towing, um, you know, um, platform mm-hmm. essentially, um, did good numbers, shot it down and then started fast. What was, what, what's a backstory behind fast?
0: Yeah. So, um, I married two little kids and I, as you can tell from my funny accent, I'm, I'm Australian <laughs> and was living in Australia at the time. And uh, we had my, my grandmother-in-law staying with us because my youngest uh, child, my son Koda, was in hospital, and uh, so she was helping us out at the time. And uh, one night she was sitting at the kitchen table ordering groceries for us and forgot a password and just couldn't check out. One of Australia's largest companies, they do $70 billion a year in transactions, and she just, mm. you know, it couldn't figure out how to take uh, this little old lady's money to buy, you know, buy food online. And, uh, and I just, I thought it was sort of preposterous to see, you know, this little old lady sitting there, purse out, ID, credit cards, perfectly able to, and, you know, and uh, able to buy something and just not being able to because of some arbitrary string of text. And uh, at the time, mm-hmm. I built a prototype, I spent 48 hours and built a prototype of a passwordless authentication system, which basically just means... Magic Links is a service, right? You can put a login button on somebody's site. The first time you click it, we'll send you a link to log in. So no passwords required. You just hit the link on your email. The second time you click the button on any other website, one click login, right? Because you've done it before, no need to do it again. Uh, inside of a couple of days, had tens of thousands of people use it after I put on Product Hunt. And, uh, and realize you know, that uh, sort of my view of the world was was shared by a lot of people that the current state of authentication and identity is just crazy. The fact that we have to continually, you know, re-identify ourselves on every site, doesn't make sense. Uh, granny would have bought mm. food, you know, if, if not for some 10-character string for this one specific e-commerce site that, you know, she, she shouldn't have had to create. And uh, mm. and so, you know, I spent a lot more time looking at that space and I, and I realized the fundamental problem isn't passwords or a symptom of that larger problem that, you know, every business has, you know, their own pool of, of customers and their own pool of authentication tokens. And, you know, they, they have to re-identify every single person and the entire checkout flow, right? The entire process of buying something is um, fundamentally flawed in that same way that you're replicating that same process each time. And uh, and so, you know, it set up, set up to solve that. And so I launched fast in, um, uh, on Pi Day 2019, March 14, 2019.
1: March 14, 2019. Okay, right. Um, did you try to use um, you know, um, fast on on tool on, on your platform on, on the on the SaaS platform you were working on on the, on, on the on your previous startup? Uh,
0: no, this was um, well and truly after. It was uh, six or eight months after I shut down the last company. Yep.
1: Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. You you, you touched on. On a lot of stuff in, in your in your answer, and 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 one was um the the barriers and um the unintentional essentially roadblocks in in at checkout, you know, on forms, yeah. you know, um where so you know obviously PayPal solved has kind of solved the problem. Um, Stripe have a you know they they do have a you know a a sort of one click checkout solution. Um, I think when Amazon's patent actually ran out, um, there, there was you know a lot of people started to you know have this one-click check. A lot of organisations started to have this one-click checkout. Um, mm-hmm. I know PayPal has something similar, but but it is it isn't what you talk about in, in regards to magic links. Um, yeah. So, so w- w- what are your thoughts on um, on the state of the industry? You know, at at you know. Yeah. from when you started fast to now, um, uh, you know, two years on? Sure.
0: Yeah. Look, I, I mean, quite frankly, uh, this isn't a sole problem, right? You, you know, so mm-hmm. today, like uh, you can probably, probably today, numerous times this week, you would have already typed, you know, your name into a form, your address into a form, your date of birth into a form somewhere, right? And, and probably mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a checkout capacity. Now, I'm 34 years old or nearly 34 years old, my name and date of birth hasn't changed in 34 years. I frankly, in a purely digital setting on my computer, I should never have to type that information again, right? It just defies Mm -hmm. belief. Um, And so this is a very, very real and very big problem. Uh, When you think about um, other companies in the market, first of all, anyone claiming one click checkout or one click payment, the most important thing is is to ask them where they're counting the click from, right? There's normally 20 clicks before they start counting counting a click. It's, like not, it's, it's not a one click checkout. It's, it's a one click on the last click payment thing. Um, but you know, everyone else that sort of, you might think of as our competitors, they're very focused on being payment tokens, right? They're just like a, a replacement for you typing in your credit card information. And they might also have your shipping uh, you know, address and name, but it's it's pretty simply and, and and primarily centered around payment, right? It's the last step. So when you think about like the process of, of you buying something, right? You'll typically hear about a product, whether it's from an ad, whether it's from you've read a review about a product online, you know, you've seen something on social media, you'll click a link, you'll go over to, you'll land on a product page, right? Maybe Google Shopping, right? You, you've seen a, seen a product, click a link, land on a product page, you look at the product that you like, you click Add to Cart, you click View Cart, you click Checkout. Then they ask you for your email address. Then you type in your email address and then they say, great, give us your shipping info. And then they say, right, how do you want to pay for this? And then at the end of that flow, you have the option of Apple Pay, PayPal, you know, whatever option that you like. That's the typical e-commerce flow. Now, you can mm-hmm. see there, as I mentioned, th- there's literally probably 10 clicks before you get to that point, right? And and numerous mm-hmm. keystrokes. And so even in a solution that speeds up the point of, of payment, they're normally buried at the end of this process, right? Because mm-hmm. they um, uh, they need the consumer to buy, you know, the, the primary reason that you have carts and whatever else is to so that you buy more than one thing, right? And if you put Apple Pay or PayPal on a product page, then you're only selling one item to that customer, right? That's all you can sell. Because even if the consumer bought the product using Apple Pay on the product page and then kept browsing and then bought a second product. That's now two orders, right? That's two orders which each has individual shipping fees for the consumer, individual shipping fees for the merchant, logistics fees, um, uh, individual payment fees for the merchant and uh, and everything's duplicated, right? So the costs for the merchant go up, average order values go down. So nobody wants that. So they instead have this concept of the cart, fill your cart, go through a checkout process, Give them your info, and then they'll like organize payment. Um, and so, none of these things are actually one click, right? Because they're there to solve re- not using your card, right? Not they're not actually solving the fundamental issues around checkout and and removing duplication from the process. And, and mm-hmm. it's somewhat different from the way that Fast
1: operates. Yeah. So, so it, it, it sounds to me like you're not necessarily solving. A form problem where people are filling forms because it's a frustration. You're you're more or less, you know, solving an identity problem. Because if websites know Kunle is Kunle, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then um, you know, I bring up my my credit card um, mm-hmm. to pay, you know, um, then I could truly swiftly move through checkout like it was a you know contactless experience. Yeah, um, yeah. So so are you more a payment company or more an identity company where you're trying to get a map of or you're trying to get a cross-section of um the entire adult population to have a fast checkout account which would unlock the identity for several merchants? You know, that's where the appeal is. It it seems like
0: yeah. So, um, you know, the primary, uh, we think of ourselves as an identity company, right? The primary problem of checkout is an identity problem. It's not a payments problem. Pay- payments is is essentially a solved problem in that merchants can make payment, you know, can accept payments from consumers, right? That's not an issue. The big issue is that they don't know who you are. When you go to checkout, they don't know who you are. And so, Their answer to that is to put a form in front of you, right? This big, long form that collects all of this information. And that friction point causes people to leave, right? Three quarters of people, sometimes typically more, will leave the site instead of filling the form in because they just can't be bothered doing it, right? They can't be bothered Mm -hmm. entering the same information all over again. Um, And it makes all the sense in the world. And that's why the solution to to checkout isn't a better form, right? And if you're an individual business, then all you can do on your own is to optimize that flow form right optimize the flow as as much as you can and businesses do invest especially large companies a lot in continually sort of optimizing that flow as they should right but the solve to the problem can never be done individually, right? The solve to the problem always has to be to access some type of network, right? To act, to leverage data that's already there. In the same way that we have credit card networks, right? That there's already a link between a consumer and a bank, and there's you know their their source of funds. And so businesses are tapping into that through credit card networks, right? The same thing is true of identity network. How do you tap into the consumer consumers data through an identity network? And that's um and, and that is the primary you know value that um or the biggest you know, unlock to, to creating value that you can have is to create a, a cross-merchant identity network, right? Which means that, yes, you never have to enter that information again, right? Once, once only, and then every site can access that. Pull of data, and it's really obvious, right? If you walked in, it's it's kind of funny that if you're walking down the street and and you're thirsty, and you see a store next door that's got sells bottles of water, right? And you can walk into the store and you can buy a bottle of water. You walk up to the counter, tap your card, and you leave, right? If you if when you walked up to the counter, they made you fill in a form with your name, email, phone number, and address before you got the bottle of water, you wouldn't buy the bottle of water, right? You'd give the water back and say, "Don't worry about it. I'll um you know go somewhere else." exact same thing is happening online right is you go to buy something you go to buy a t-shirt and they say great now we need all this information and people just say sorry don't worry about it i'll go somewhere else um it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand it's just you know cumbersome so the solution should and, and has to simply be to access a broader network um and uh, and and that's why there are things like paypal Apple Pay. they sort of try and um uh you know you know try and fill that gap the big fundamental thing is, you know, the, the point that we kind of get to is it's not just the last payment piece, right? And the reason the payment is buried at the end is because there are other fundamental problems at play, right? Average order values and whatever else. And um, so what we asked when we first set out to build Fast Checkout was what is the fastest and easiest way for somebody to buy something, right? Like that is the fundamental thing that we're solving. And one click checkout is, is essentially the answer, Right. But it's not just one click again from the end of some long flow. How do you eradicate that flow? How do you eradicate the whole process and bring and bring the one click to the start, right? Not 10 clicks later where everyone else is counting from. How do we actually count from the first? And so one of the biggest difference of us that you see is that we sit on every single product page, right? So there's a fast Mm -hmm. checkout button and then there's an add to cart button. This is a really Mm -hmm. big difference. And like I said, it's not that you can't have an Apple Pay button or a PayPal button on product pages, but no one does because they're only selling one item. But when you use fast, we have a natively, uh, our entire um, stack is built around this concept of batching. You click the button instantly buy, right? Order complete but then you can click the button on another product page instantly buy, order complete. It's only one order, right? The merchant only has to fulfill one order. They've got one order with two items now. Um, and uh, so the average order value stays high. The consumer gets aggregated shipping fees, right? So if they had a eight 99 shipping fee on the first order, but then they hit Mm. the free shipping threshold when they hit the second um, product, now they get free shipping on the original, on on the same order. Mm. And so we solve all of the fundamental problems, right? And it's not that they can't have a cart; they can still have a cart and have a look, but, that if you do just want to click and buy, then we can allow you to do that, right? One click checkout right from the start. So you don't have to go through any of that flow. Um, and, and so that's our product today, right? That's what's out market that we have, like literally nearly a thousand merchants now using all around the world, right? In 13 countries mm-hmm. at the moment and, and lots and lots of consumers now. The, where we're going this year, like right now, that we're you know rapidly uh, moving towards, is is actually eliminating even more clicks, right? And and so if you heard my original example about e- the e-commerce flow is you know you're looking at a review, you're you know Google Shopping website links, social links, whatever, and then click the link, go to the site, right, to see a product. So. What if you didn't even have to click, to, you know, to the to land on the product page to then click fast checkout, right, or then click add to cart or whatever else? And so this is where we can integrate the same checkout, the exact same checkout that appears on a merchant site and put it inside the review or put it inside the recipe to buy the knife block that the chef uses in the recipe, right? Or um, to buy the dress from Vogue magazine or whatever else. And so that fast checkout button can be used natively with inside content. To sell um, directly from e-commerce websites, right? The same thing. Both so you call can to use action.
1: the same. Coo- would it uh, be a link? Check fast checkout uh, button makes sense. The exact makes same sense. Button. So, so that button would be linked to a to a, to a to a to a to a product. It would be a fast checkout for a particular product in an article. Uh,
0: Typically, yes. We actually do. You allow you to, um, so you could actually curate a cart of, or, or, or a you know shop the look, or a, or a um, you know a whole suite of products. Your grocery, you know, recipe could list every food product that they want to sell, and then in one click you could initiate checkout for a list of products. So we do support that. But but the most typical example is a single product. Right, you're reading a review of a set of headphones, buy the headphones. Um, uh, that's a typical thing. And so you have a fast checkout button and, but literally from that point forward, once you click the button, it's one click from there. Uh, and so you mm-hmm. could still go to the site and have a look, or you can just click the button and check out. And so, uh, you know, this is like the ultimate in checkout and and things like Apple Pay, PayPal, Google Pay, they simply can't do this, right? Because they're not actually integrated into a store's order management system or a store mm-hmm. catalog or inventory or customers or anything else. Literally, they are just payment tokens. And so they're fundamentally like in, incapable of actually moving up the stack, right? They can only be, the one click on the last click right they, they actually can't be the first click one click
1: yeah so there's there's context there's two way context with, with fast there's there's context on the merchant side as you, you alluded to where it's aware where where it resides you know what products are linked to to this button and then there's more context on the other side when you flip the coin with customers um, so knowing who the customer is and ensuring that um, there's that smooth transition, right? Yep, right. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So let's look at the the actual that that, that gives me. I was going to ask you, and I'm still going to ask you this question around the 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 architecture. Um, just what it looks like. I'm, I'm sure that's a script, the surface on 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 your architecture. So in, in layman's layman's terms, and this is mm-hmm. for the benefit of the audience which are, you know, essentially e-commerce teams that are looking for solutions, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, what 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 is the architecture? I, I from, from what I, I can gather, you know, identity is the heart of um, you know, I'm fast mm-hmm. on the, you know, on on the buy side, but what what's the full yeah. on, you know, architecture?
0: Yeah. So, so we integrate, um, uh, more deeply, uh, with e-commerce platforms or, you know, e-commerce sellers platforms than a typical payment button, right? So again, instead of, uh, your, your website just saying, Hey, process a payment of $45 for us, uh, you, you know, a customer actually tells us what they want to buy. And then we tell the store, Hey, th- can you create an order for us for this t-shirt, this variant of this t-shirt uh, and then this, and, and here's the customer information, here's the item information, and then uh, the e-commerce platform will come back and tell us it's a $45 order, right? And so mm-hmm. it's a slightly different flow, um, and that allows us to actually, you know, uh, facilitate this one-click checkout both on and off-site. Uh, and, and and you know using um, uh, turning checkout into a headless checkout um, solution. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're on a platform like a big commerce or a WooCommerce or something like that, you can just install a fast app, and that communicates with our backend systems automatically. We do all the integration work for you, and you just paste the little JavaScript snippet um, to put the buttons uh, inside your website temp- template or theme. Right, and you can put that same JavaScript widget. Anywhere on the internet you like, right? So you can go to third-party sites, publishers, you know, the recipe sites, and embed your button everywhere. And you'll see, I think, over you know, in H two of this year, this is going to be the most trans- the most transformative part of e-commerce, I believe, uh, is this you know, headless checkout in, headless. in terms of making checkout portable and and actually putting this everywhere. Right? We have marketing teams right now. Just realizing that now they can actually put these buttons, you know, turn every marketing channel into a transactable channel. And that's, I think there's going to be extremely disruptive um, to so, the sector.
1: So do you do you cover the mobile web or um, are you also, you know, um, making inroads into apps, in, into in-app um, purchases?
0: Yeah, H2 this year, um, you will have a a native SDK available for mobile apps. Um, And uh, so currently we we support, you know, web or mobile web only, but um, our SDK is nearly ready.
1: Yep. Incredible. Interesting. Interesting. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to Rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X eCommerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X eCommerce podcast for a full month trial. And um, would you say, um, you know, merchants listening to this, that, um, or you know, e- e-commerce teams listening to this, that, um, a fast checkout can coexist with a PayPal or you know, a an Apple or a Google Pay? What does that does it replace your traditional? Um, you know payment checkout. you know normally you'd have a, mm-hmm. a default payment checkout and you'd you'd have still the the one click mobile checkout, you know quote and yep. unquote in in your words, the payment tokens um, that exist side by side that form. so so how how would it look you know in terms of implementation yeah. from from a merchant standpoint?
0: Definitely. So, so we make ourselves very easy to do business with, right? It's one of the easiest parts of, you know, of the engagement. So our commercial terms are really simple. Um, but also how we sit right so typically businesses when they first install fast just add the button they add it to their product page the pdps and they add it to cart and checkout right as an option so we we still support obviously cart checkout and and traditional checkout as well and so they simply add us we're additive right so they can keep paypal google pay apple pay and a lot of sellers already have these things they've got standard you know slow checkout and they keep that um and uh, and so we live happily side by side all of these products what more and more we see is, uh, you know, about two months after installing Fast, we have lots of businesses who, who say, "Can we can we start removing some of these things?" Like if we, you, so Fast supports one hundred percent of people, right? Backwards compatible, all of your existing users, all new users. Uh, they don't need a Fast account. They don't need to have ever heard of Fast to use it. Right, the first time you ever click Fast checkout. Pops up with a checkout form. It's really simple, right? This every other time, the next time you use Fast on any site, it just goes straight through to order complete. So. You don't need uh, something like PayPal. You really kind of need to have that PayPal account first. Apple Pay, you have to use an Apple device and have Apple Pay set up, right? You just They're just unusable. And so, uh, you know, for Fast, completely backwards compatible, we support every transaction size. We're not like Buy Now, Pay is limited to sort of small value transactions. We support the full gamut of, of, of transactions as well. So more and more, we see retailers who start removing other buttons, um, you know, voluntarily on their own. Once they install Fast, and and we absolutely see some retailers just going exclusive using Fast, but it's not a requirement. Um, it's not something we even push for. We're happy just um, coexisting alongside other other payment methods.
1: You you mentioned big commerce and, and WooCommerce, which which brings me to, um you know the big elephant in the room Shopify. You know Shopify mm-hmm. has you know helped the small guy. You know they they they've they've really. Yeah their the reach is, is phenomenal it was, was it 500,000 mm-hmm. you know um, merchants or, or, or so but yeah. not many people know Shopify really is a checkout company you know um, rather than a, an e-commerce platform um, so so um, they do not compromise with with their checkout so they have you know their the lead product shop pay and yeah. um, how how are you going to bridge this huge gap um, between the rest of, you know, the entire direct-to-consumer e-commerce space, um, essentially, and you know Shopify, or, or are they even? Yeah. Is, is there any hope in in the in the uh, in your roadmap um, towards um, getting the Shopify um, you know team to to to, to support Fast?
0: Uh, look, we're just not Shopify focused on the Shopify ecosystem. It is a it is a very large mm. ecosystem. But at the same time you know if you look at the entire e-commerce market it is still like very much the sort of minority of the market right the, the market you know the e-commerce market outside of Shopify is far bigger than the e-commerce market within shopify it's not to say it's not a large marketplace and not a large player by of course it is but um, but we just have so much greenfield opportunity that we're focused on outside of shopify um, uh, that you know that really is our is our core focus and, and happy with that
1: and there's a, there are lots of discussions where, you know, there are a few discussions of merchants trying to, you know, um, find alternatives to Shopify and, um, hmm. you know, um, yeah, yeah the, 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 as you said, yeah. it's, it's much bigger. Oh, outside,
0: yeah. I mean, frankly, okay. frankly, Shopify and, and Shopify's products have never done well in enterprise, right? And and in fact, once businesses get big enough, they move off Shopify and uh, mm. large merchants like aren't never use Shopify products, right? Shopify just doesn't have enterprise DNA, and uh, and nor do they build products that can support that type of merchants, sophisticated merchants, and um and so frankly, it's just you know the enterprise market alone is far bigger than Shopify, right? You know, kind of two of the two of the big ten, you know, U.S. retailers are bigger than all of Shop, Shopify's ecosystem. Um, you know, as, as an idea for scale, and so it's, uh, yeah, you know, that's obviously a, a, a bigger focus for us than Shopify.
1: Right. So, what are your thoughts on the future of like the the online checkout? Well, the, no, not just the online checkout, the checkout experience. So, mm. the reason I'm bringing this is um amazon um so so amazon um you know the the amazon go shops are they called amazon go i think they're called amazon's go shops yes, yeah. where where are yeah. their checkout less experiences you walk in it knows who you are mm-hmm. and then you walk out um do yeah. you see you know um do you see, see do you see that more widespread you know across the board um just yeah. what, what are your thoughts on on the future of the the checkout
0: physical checkout right um, so, yeah, uh, both. yeah so, um, you know, like uh, I, I'm i bullish on, uh, I actually think the online checkout experience is far worse than in-store, right? Again, if you think about like the example of, of going up and buying something, it's frictionless, right? You pull your card out, tap your card and, and you bought it and you walk out. That experience is is actually really lovely, right? there is uh, as soon as you go to a digital experience, it, it's actually much harder, even in store, right? As soon as you go to Apple pay, it's a clunky experience, you've got to you know, double tap on the side of your phone, then do face ID, then kind of pay, and then kind of wait for confirmation. It's actually like, it's not frictionless. Uh, pulling out your card is a more frictionless experience. As soon as you go online and you've got like forms and everything else, they're just like much slower. So. I, I currently think I think that the the process of paying in store is easier than the process of paying online, and, and and with fast we definitely kind of flip that and make it at least just as easy, right? One click instead of one tap. Um, but you know, historically online has been harder. It's not to say that there's not a massive in store experience, um, and you know, not have to pull out your wallet, not have to carry, carry physical cards or whatever. And and I think that that's true. I think that the phone your phone has to be the token, right? Your phone yeah, has fundamentally true. has to be the way that you kind of pay for things. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that, like I said, the, the Apple Pay experience in the, front of the moment today is not very good. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I think that it could be exponentially better. I don't think Amazon Go um, is is necessarily the model that's going to win, right? Yeah. And having cameras everywhere and, you know, hyper-sophisticated AI that at the moment isn't reliable at scale and, and, you know, frankly, isn't affordable, right? You can't be a local corner store and set up that sort of uh, infrastructure. Right. And so what is, what, what is the infrastructure that's going to work You know, at scale and uh, and I think there's different models, but it's it's an area that we'd love to innovate that, you know, we just are more focused on the online experience today. Um, as far as online, I think this is a, um, this is obviously where we're, you know, keenly focused solving uh, a checkout both on site and off site. Right. And, and like I was saying, this sort of, you know, reading a recipe by the knife block in one click from the recipe itself um, by the dress from, you know, publisher site uh, an influencer, you know, having an Instagram story and swipe up to buy. These are all things that we power today, that we can power for all of our brands today. And we have lots of the biggest brands right now scrambling to sort of integrate um, and launch. This is gonna be really transformative, right? Watching a Netflix video and actually just being able to buy the sunglasses that somebody you know, in the TV shows, what we are wearing, um, all in one click and we can power these interactions. So it's, it's really exciting time. Uh, and then I think the extension of that, again, how do you eliminate more clicks, right? How do you eliminate more friction because as soon as you want to buy a T-shirt that you've seen on Netflix, then the first thing that we need to say before you actually buy them is what size T-shirt do you want to buy, right? This is small, medium, large, extra large. And so it's just another click, right? But this is where we we sit and our opportunity for, as an identity company is that the first time, you know, the first time you ever use fast checkout, you know, normally you have to give us your name, email, date of birth. Uh, sorry, not date of birth. Name, email, phone number, um, delivery address, credit card information. Right, really simple. Five bits of information. Now you get one click out, one click checkout on every other site. So once we've got them, that's nice and easy. But when you click and buy a T-shirt from Netflix, you know, and they, we, we would need to know your T-shirt size and you sell us large and we'll ship you a large T-shirt. But then the next time you go to buy a T-shirt on anyone else's website, well, we shouldn't have to ask you what size T-shirt you want to buy again. We should just default, at least default to large, right? I'd tell you that they've got a large in stock. That's, that's a better experience for a consumer. It's a higher checkout and you know, in, in conversion rate for businesses because it's less friction from the consumer. And so naturally we're kind of looking um, at, at how we continually evolve uh, to collect you know, the, the information we need to make checkout faster for you. You know, if you're booking an airline or an air ticket, plane ticket, the first time we need to collect passport information, right? Airlines need passport information, but next time you want to book a you know, ticket on any other airline, one-click checkout, um, you know, for plans using Fast. So we're really looking at how we could sort of go further out the funnel to to make that process easier.
1: Uh, That's genius because um, at the identity level, you seem to be wanting to enrich identity profiles um, so that, um, you know, the the context is always there when they're Mm on Fast checkout websites, essentially. Yes, yeah. Exactly.
0: Okay. All, all, all websites that are enabled with fast checkout, right? Again, uh, enabled rather, recipe, rather. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Super, super interesting. Okay. Um. Let's wrap this up. The, the final question I wanted to have before wrapping this up, I wanted to take you through a, a lightning round. But before we get into the lightning round, um I think sure. the 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 final question you know I I have um is is in regards to um you know Magic Links as a service you briefly mentioned you know um you know what mm-hmm. what it what you briefly mentioned it do you want to sort of describe you know explain it in in, in a bit more detail so this is like a passwordless um you know yeah, sure. um, user experience essentially
0: yeah. And, and so we, we actually, uh, we're still passwordless, right? So all the fast is a passwordless system. Uh, we don't use magic links anymore. We use pins instead. And, um, and so basically what it means is if you give us, so when you, to, maybe to preface before I tell you how we do it, um, when you go to log into a website, right, that ask you for your email and password, they're trying to do mm-hmm. two things. They're trying to both identify you and authenticate you, right? And that's why you've actually got two fields. Who are you? And then tell us the secret Code that only you would know, right? Now, when you type in the email address, they just assume that that is real and that is you, right? And then when you type in the password, they check that they match, right? But the number one form of attacks online are credential stuffing attacks, and this is where hackers go and you know um, get lists of email and password combinations that they've stolen from you know weak servers, and then they automatically try that same email password combination on thousands of sites across the internet, right? All of Mm. the biggest sites to see if they can log in as you anywhere else, right? So, Mm. and it's because the website isn't actually verifying that that is your email address. They're just verifying that the email matches the password. So anybody could log in as you, right? Right. It actually is very insecure and it's because they don't verify, the identification piece is assumed, uh, the difference with FAST is when you give us your email address. So let's say you've used FAST before on, one, on, on your desktop computer, right? You've going to buy something. You've given us your information once, bought the item. The next time you use FAST on that computer, on any website on the internet that has FAST, click the button, order complete, right? You don't never have to type in your information again. But let's say that one night you're now sitting on the couch watching TV on your phone. Ad comes up, the product you want to buy, you use FAST checkout. Now we don't know that device, right? It's the first time we've ever seen your phone. We haven't seen that device before. So if we show you the form. The first field on our form is, is our email field, right? Mm-hmm. And you put in your email address. You don't have to click anything. We just automatically detect straight away that we've seen that email address before. We know that um, email address from a profile that you used on your work computer, right? Or in your desktop. And so then what we do is we send you a pin to that email, right? Straight away, we come up with a box saying, hey, we know, we've seen you before. Um, we've just sent you a pin type of pin, right? It's really fast, obviously engineered for speed on average, it's like one, you know, less than a second to be delivered. When you enter the pin, unlocks the form, puts in all your information and now enables that device for one quick checkout. That is, it's a super slick process and enables a new device. Now it's far more secure than a password. Because we have actually verified both your identity through the process of authentication, right? That pin that you enter isn't something that a hacker can steal from a server. It's generated, one, it's a one time password. It's generated every single time that you go to you know, authenticate a new device and sent as a one off um, to that device. So we don't assume identification, we actually prove it. It's a, it's a far more secure process. Yeah.
1: So, so, so why not mobile um, you know, pin authentication? Why, why specifically email?
0: Uh, Far more secure. So the reality is that um, SMS is, uh, you know, um, uh, is far more vulnerable to spoofing. Uh, And the secondary reason is that um, email is the primary identifier of the internet, right? Mm -hmm. So this is virtually every e-commerce site in the world uses email as an identifier, right? And, the, and not mobile. So if you are using mobile numbers as authentication tokens, which isn't the identifier that the business is using, you're not proving that they own the identifier that you're actually indexing to in their system. That's a very large security vulnerability um, because you're proving that they own an identifier that the business doesn't actually care about. It might just be, a, it's a contact method. And so uh, so this is really, they're not very secure. It's something that we, you know, debate a lot about a lot internally, but we, we like I said, we have done extensive work on engineering our emails for speed, right? They, they do come extremely quickly. That entire process, you know, obviously has teams of engineers who just look at that one process inside with us as a business. And we've gotten those email authentication tokens um, to be to be very fast. And again, you only have to do that if, if there's a security, um, if there's a need from it for our perspective from a security standpoint, either you're on a new device for the first time, you move, you change country, you know it just looks a little off we'll send it an off token but it, it, it's infrequent
1: mm. um before i leave you before I, we're still going to get into the rapid fire you know section um one final John. question was um you have access to a lot of um you know merchant data what was the impact of COVID from from a fast perspective um so 2020 um what, what did you see um when uh, when COVID hit in march no, um. yeah,
0: you know people selling anything um for you know homewares or anything for home renovation, sales rent, and roof um quite frankly, I mean we're well, locked inside you know wanting to make 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 our environments as as um as as nice as possible, kids you know kids' equipment play equipment. Uh, and uh, anything around the house or home renovations. Yeah, I definitely um, felt the headwinds of that. Sport, you know, there's still uh, a lot in the um, sports sector who are struggling to, uh, you know, to have the levels of stock that they would have liked um, even still now. So, yeah, very interesting times.
1: What's your your outlook um, for for the rest of um, 2021
0: and 2022? Yeah. So, you know, we're a very fast-growing client fast growing company, but at the same time, you know, frankly, we look at where we are now compared to the size of the market globally, we just haven't scratched the surface, you know, and so, and and truthfully, our growth rate will actually continue to increase from here, as opposed to um, decrease. And so, it, you know, it's very exciting. Uh, headless checkout for us—being able to put the checkout buttons in recipe sites, and publisher sites, and, and social networks—that mm-hmm. is that is going to be transformative um, for the you know the affiliate market, um, influencers, creators. This is really um, uh, going to be uh, exciting times for you know that 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 side of the market too. So um, yeah, I expect to see very big things.
1: Yeah, I, I like the fact that you have you have um, the the bot branded you know fast checkout you know check out with fast or you know um, that call to action mm-hmm. is there okay let's let's jump into a, a rapid fire basically i'm going to ask you about five to six questions if you could use a single answer single sentence to answer each question That'd be brilliant okay um are you a morning person yes certainly am okay well do you have a daily morning routine
0: uh yeah so I, I, I am one of those people who get up very early i get up at 4 30 i um train first thing in the morning for an hour i do have my coffee and shower and then i'm straight into work i normally have my first meeting at 7 7
1: yeah. oh wow okay what two things can't you live without
0: uh coffee and my family <laughs>
1: okay All Right. um what book are you currently reading
0: uh, MacBook, uh, front to back almost every single day.
1: Um, what are your three indispensable tools for managing your business?
0: It's a good question. Um, Slack, Slack would be the first one these days. Um, Zoom would definitely be the second one. And, um, uh, and I I, honestly would just say device as well, either, either MacBook or or, um, iPhone without those three things, I think we'd be completely handicapped.
1: Awesome. Um, final question, what has been your best mistake to date? That means a setback that's given you the biggest feedback. Your best mistake. Well,
0: uh, look, I mean, you know, if, uh, if I was still running my last company, I wouldn't be here now running fast. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think shutting my last company down in, in June 2018 was obviously um, open, opened me up to have the breath to work on other things and uh, been the best thing that's happened to me.
1: Brilliant. And um, the, I'm just going... On a segue here, who does your ads?
0: Sure. Uh, all done in house. We have an incredible, a- incredibly creative um, uh, marketing mm-hmm. team in house. One of our earliest hires was a videographer, design, who, who I hired him to create um, videos for hiring and recruitment. And, uh, and he, he, he does a lot these days, but we've also got Kyle Tibbetts, our head of marketing, and Matt Kobach, our head of content. Angela is an incredible designer on the marketing team, a, a team of really phenomenal and creative people yeah. um, who are just creating, creating really good content. Yeah,
1: Shows, good stuff. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Um, for those who want to find out more about Fast, um, just head over to, over to fast.co. It's that simple, um, and you, you get a ton of ads coming through to you mm-hmm. to, to show you their use cases. Is, is there any other way they can follow you or um, you know, Fast, any, any social media you know, platforms you guys are most active on?
0: Yeah, we're very active on Twitter, so you can follow me on Twitter.co/ uh, twitter.com forward slash dom, D-O-M-M, or fast, twitter.com forward slash fast. And uh, and uh, Instagram too, uh, Instagram at Dom as well.
1: Yep. Brilliant, brilliant. Dom, thank you so much. Cheers.
0: Thanks for having me. Cheers.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of 2x e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2x e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X eCommerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.